Hey everybody, this is Melody Schumann with Skills Connect and this is my very first podcast. Today I want to talk to you about stages of development. Now if you are new to this word and you've never heard me talk about the stages of development, this could quite possibly be the very best resource that will help you become an amazing martial arts instructor. And if you've heard me talk about the stages of development, then you already understand the value that is established by knowing a lot of facts about this particular topic. So what are the stages of development? Well, basically, it is the stages in which children learn and grow physically, intellectually, emotionally, and socially. A great way to remember these four categories is by spelling out the first letter of each word. So physically is P, intellectually is I, Emotionally is E, and socially is S. That spells pi. So when you break down the age groups, let's think about how children learn and grow. And we're going to stick with three and up for right now. So you think about it, a three-year-old is entering preschool. And they stay in preschool from three years old and four years old. So they're in their first stage of development when it comes to really advanced learning and growing. Obviously, they're learning and growing when they're under the age of three, but as it applies to teaching them specific skills, this is really where it all starts to begin. Once they enter kindergarten, that's when they reach their next stage of development, and they continue in this stage of development through first grade. Then when they enter the second grade, that's a whole new level of stage of development. This is where they are starting to write in cursive, so their fine motor skills are being developed. This is where they're actually reading to learn, uh, learn new facts, so their concentration skills are now taking it to the next level. So this carries through second through third graders, which is your seven to nine-year-olds. Then when you reach that fourth, fifth grade age group, which is your 10 and up, when you become a double-digit child in your tweens through your early stages of your teenage years, that is the next stage of development. So let's talk about your three and four-year-olds again and what we need to know about them. Actually, I take that back. Let me backtrack for a second and explain why the stages of development are important and how it's going to be the very best resource that you've ever had when it comes to being a parent, being a teacher, a coach, an instructor, whoever you are as it relates to children. If you think about it, when we are with children, working with children, teaching children, a lot of us are not educated on what to expect and what not to expect from children at different ages. If we know what to expect from them and what not to expect, then we can help teach them a lot better because we're going to understand that Either they're at their stage of development in their skills, and now we're going to teach them more skills that's going to help put them above their stage of development, which what parent wouldn't want their child to be above their stage of development, whether it's physically, intellectually, emotionally, or socially. Also, if we know what not to expect, then we don't put so much pressure on ourselves as coaches or parents or teachers, and also don't put that same amount of pressure on the child. Sometimes our expectations are too high. We set the bar way high. We look at anomalies and expect other children to be that same way, not understanding that everybody learns and grows in their own unique way. And even if they're not an anomaly right now, doesn't mean that they can't be an anomaly if you work with them and help them. So the cool part about this is once we know what to expect from them and what not to expect, 
when we help them learn and grow, when we teach them skills that put them above their stage of development, then we as parents, teachers, and coaches feel even more reward because we know we're helping them. We're making their lives better. We're helping them become better versions of themselves. So again, now let's go back and let's talk about these different age groups. Let's talk about your three and four-year-olds. And we'll start with P, physical. Understand that three and four-year-olds, although they are extremely physically active, they still have very low tone in their muscles. For example, in their shoulder muscles, try to have the average three-year-old do really big arm circles than really tiny arm circles. The average child, you'll notice most of the time, they'll bend their arms at their elbows because their shoulder muscles aren't developed. I always use this analogy when I'm talking with martial arts instructors, when I say, you ever been in class teaching children how to just do a basic karate punch and you have them hold their punch out and you're walking around trying to make sure each kid has tight fists and you look over and Johnny drops his arm. So then you walk over to Johnny and you say, Johnny, keep your arm up. And then you look over and Peter's arm drops. So then you go and you put Peter's arm back up and then you turn around and Johnny's arm dropped again. And you're frustrated because you think that they're lazy or they're being sloppy when you don't understand that they have low tone in their upper body muscles. The average three or four-year-old may, be only, may only be able to hold their arm up for five seconds. It would be like somebody, myself, and I'm five foot nothing and I weigh less than 100 pounds. Imagine me holding up a big bucket of water. After a couple of seconds, my arm is going to get tired, so my arm is going to drop. The same thing is happening just with the average three or four-year-old holding their punch out. So if you're a coach and you're teaching them how to throw a ball or hit a baseball, don't expect them to have a lot of power yet. It's not in their physical stage of development. They also have low tone in their core muscles. So again, in martial arts, if they're sitting still, legs crossed, hands on their knees, after a few seconds, you should expect them to start to slouch, maybe even laying on the ground. And then again, you're thinking that they're lazy, they lack discipline, when it's really that their core muscles aren't developed to hold their shoulders and their heads up. If you think about it, the average human being, your head is worth, or your head weighs the same amount as a bowling ball. So it's very hard for those core muscles to hold their shoulders and their heads up. It would be like somebody like myself having an adult male sit on my shoulders and me trying to hold them up for more than five seconds. It's going to be virtually impossible. The same thing. So our expectations shouldn't be to see a three or four year old be able to sit still straight up with their back straight and their chin up for longer than five to 10 seconds. If they do, this is great news because then you know that this is not part of their stage of development and you could turn around to the parent and mom and dad and say, mom, Johnny has really, really great core muscles. He's way above his stage of development for his core muscles because he's able to sit still for a long period of time. At the same time, you can also look at mom and dad when mom says, well, Johnny rolls all over the floor. He's lazy. He lacks discipline and say, that's expected in the stage of development. To sit still for a long period of time is not going to happen because physically his core muscles aren't established yet. Let's look at their lower body muscles. The same concept when it comes to them kicking. Their, their leg muscles can only handle so much effort, so much exertion. So expect a three or four-year-old to maybe be able to do one or two kicks without putting their foot down, but try to have them do three, four, five kicks without putting their foot down. Expect them to fall on the ground because their leg muscles aren't established yet. Same thing with running and jumping and trying to land on both feet. Maybe they'll land on their feet, but then they're going to fall forward or fall backwards on their bottom. Again, parents sometimes think they lack discipline or they're just being silly and they're being clowns when it's just their physical stage of development with their lower body muscles. So think about it this way. 
If you had a three-year-old or a four-year-old that can do 15 kicks waist level without putting their foot down, you know what that means? It means they're above their physical stage of development for their lower body muscles. Why is this important? Well, to give you an example, with our skills program, we have what's called early skills. That's for our three and four-year-olds. And they work on a different skill each class. And for kicking, one of the skills is first starting off just kicking and alternating legs, then kicking pads, then kicking down the mat, then kicking targets. After they've been in the program for 60 weeks, now we really start to refine their lower body muscles and they have to do five kicks without putting their foot down, then 10. Then their graduating level, they have to do 15 kicks without putting their foot down. We're taking the average three or four-year-old and putting them in the top 10 to 5% of their stage of development for their lower body muscles. So as an instructor, when we see an early skills student graduate from our program, which our graduation rates are very high, us as instructors, we feel very rewarded because we know that's not expected from the average child their age. So again, understanding stages of development will help you not only help the child become better, but it'll help your confidence and your personal satisfaction as a coach, as a parent, as a teacher, feel like you're contributing to their, to their better development, to helping them become a better version of themselves. If we go on to the intellectual stage of development for three and four-year-olds, please understand that intellectually, they don't have the language, their primary language, figured out yet. I'll give you an example. My primary language is, is English, but I did take four years of Spanish in high school. But I can guarantee you that I could not go to one of my friend's homes who their whole family, their primary language is Spanish, and sit at the dinner table and engage in a full conversation with all of them at the same time because I'm not going to pick up everything they're saying. I may pick up house and cat and dog and a couple of words here or there, but I'm not going to pick up the entire context. And we feel sometimes when we're talking to three- and four-year-olds we feel like they should understand everything that we say, and when they don't, we get frustrated. We think they're, they're not very smart, or we think they're just not paying attention, or they don't care about what you're saying, and that's not necessarily the case. A perfect example that I also use in, when I'm working with martial arts instructors is, let's say you have five, three- or four-year-olds all sitting next to each other, and you say, Johnny, come over here with me. And all of the kids get up and they come over with you. And you say, no, I just wanted Johnny to come. I don't understand why you guys didn't hear me say Johnny. When maybe all they picked up in that context was come here with me. They heard that. They don't understand the context of what Johnny meant. So that's why they all follow you. Sometimes coaches and instructors can get very frustrated by that. And let's talk about their emotional stage of development for three and four-year-olds. Think about their their emotions and how three and four-year-olds act. When we think about the average three or four-year-old, when they get excited, the words that we hear are out of bounds, silly, uh, crying, all these different things because, yes, this is where their emotions really start to take helm. However, they don't always understand what their emotions are and why they're feeling them, so they are going to act out of bounds. A perfect example is in martial arts classes, when Johnny first starts, if he's a little overwhelmed and intimidated by being on the mat with all these other kids, chances are it's not going to feel comfortable, and he wants to feel comfortable. So what makes him feel comfortable? Mom, Dad, and if they're sitting on the sidelines and they're watching class, Johnny's going to run off the mat and go directly to Mom and Dad where he feels comfortable because emotionally something didn't feel right. Now, why is this important? Because a lot of times... 
parents, coaches, teachers, when they see that happen, they think that the child's not ready. They're not emotionally stable to participate in a group activity. Of course they're not. It's not in their emotional stage of development, but how are they going to develop that emotional stability? They need to have that nurturing and that support, uh, not the opposite. So if you're, if you're a parent and your son Johnny runs off the mat and you're yelling at him and saying, no, get back on the mat, what do you think is going to happen to his emotions? They're going to go backwards. Same thing if you're the instructor. Johnny runs off the mat during your class and you go over and you tell Johnny you can't come back on the mat now because you ran off the mat. You think he's going to ever want to emotionally, you think he's ever going to emotionally be comfortable coming back on the mat now? So understand that that's expected. So it's okay when they run off the mat. That's what I tell moms and dads. It's part of their emotional stage of development. If we support them and we encourage them and we be patient with them, eventually they're going to understand emotionally that the class is okay. But if we try to force it on them, they're going to go backwards in their emotional stage of development. Then let's talk about the social stage of development for three and four-year-olds. Obviously, because they don't have the language down yet, when they're communicating with each other, they're doing it more through mocking each other, touching each other. So you're going to see a lot of hitting when they're happy. Of course, you're going to see a lot of hitting when they're angry. You're going to see a lot of Johnny falls on the ground when he does two kicks in the air because his lower body muscles are not established yet. So Peter looks over and Johnny's his friend. So what does Johnny do? He decides to fall too. And then what happens to Michael, who's in class as well, and he just saw Johnny and Peter fall, he's going to fall too. And as martial arts instructors, sometimes they get very frustrated when they see all these kids falling on the ground, thinking they lack this discipline, and say, yeah, you know what, these kids are not ready for martial arts class, when it's only common and it should be expected in their social stage development. Same thing when I tell parents, because parents may say, well, Johnny's just very silly because... He likes to fall on the ground and make other kids fall on the ground, and I just don't think that he's ready for martial arts. And I say, no, that's okay. It's expected in his social stage of development. That's how they communicate with each other because they haven't got the English language down yet. So it's not like they have conversations with each other about how their day went and what their favorite toy is or anything like that yet. So understanding the stages of development can help you become a better teacher, parent, instructor, coach, whatever you are as it pertains to working with children. So this podcast was part one where I talked to you about the stages of development and gave you an example with three and four-year-olds. My next podcast, I'll go into talking about kindergartners and first graders and their stage of development and give you a couple of great mental lollipops that you can take away with you if you're working with children that age. Thank you and I hope you enjoy my very first podcast.